Hello, welcome to Daniel Vayon's views of wrestling, sports, TV shows, and movies. And welcome to my episode about SmackDown Live. And I'm not, I want to talk about what happened on TV. And it's starting to look like uh, they're slowly doing like they did in the beginning, like they did when SmackDown started um, 19 or 20 years ago. This year makes 20 years. Looks like they're slowly going, reverting back to the, or going back to how they did in the first, uh, in the beginning. In the first few years of SmackDown, and they used to always remind you of what happened on Raw. And that's how tonight's show was because of Vince McMahon um, suspending Becky Lynch for two more months and putting Charlotte in her place. At, in the main event of WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. And what I remember thinking was how that actually is halfway of what they've been planning, or the rumor is going around that there's supposed to be a three-way. So it's going to be interesting to see the next three weeks three or four weeks of how they handle Becky Lynch especially on the especially on Ric Flair's birthday celebration it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle all of that first okay on last night's Raw, they had a triple threat tag team match where the loser enters the chamber first. I made a, I made a mistake, which is okay because I was just giving my opinion. I thought that the person who was not pinned would go in second, but no. So losing, they had SmackDown Live had their own triple threat tag team match, and that loser, God, that loser has the distinction of going in second this Sunday. So so far you have uh, the Iconics with a team name. You have the new newly formed team of. Um, Carmella and Naomi who have an actual name. You have Nia Jackson and Tamina who have a new name. You have two members of the Riot Squad. And um, and you have Bailey and Sasha Banks with an official name. The only one who doesn't, who has no name yet, are um, Deville and Rose. 
Okay. Unlike, unlike Raw, no, unlike Raw, where the Rise Squad ended up getting involved, the only team not to get involved last night was the Iconics. They stayed in their corner the whole time and let the villain Rose go against Fabulous Glow. Fabulous Glow won after, uh, I gotta be honest, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. It was Rose who got pinned by, had gotten pinned by Naomi after Naomi hit her version of the split leg moonsault. I actually believe that should be her finisher because she always wins with it. But she does have a regular finisher called the rear view. And, um, Bailey said that, um, Sasha's always going to be there, so not to be worried about the Sunday, because she's going to be there, too. And, um, Nia Jax said that, that the other teams don't stand a chance, but she wishes them luck. At the same time. And, uh... The only thing I could bear to hear from the Riot Squad... Was that they do anyth they would do anything for each other. So that's something I have to press play for, right? I know it's, it's rare, but I try to be as different as I can. And I think that this, this helps a lot. Just in case y'all don't see what's going on, I thought it would help y'all understand just by hearing people talk in the background. Oh, that's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard about in my life. Jags and Demir would do anything for each other. That's a given. They're family. They managed to keep Banks in the match until their team is eliminated. She would do anything for Bay for. Bailey and Bailey would do anything for her. The only team that's an uncertainty that's wild card is Fabulous Glow because they just got together. They were just put together recently. However, after the way they worked against Rose and Deville, I think they can uh, think they're gonna be okay in the in the chamber. I'm 
doing my podcast. Mm-hmm. We talk about talk a lot about um <clears throat> on Twitter about knowing it's a show, so anything I say is I don't mean it. The only thing I've ever mathed by Corey Graves is that because his tweets are not too far from his uh from his character than then the way his character is is he appears to be ignorant, so <clears throat> so when he said he didn't care to um to read or hear anything from Alex Jones, I said that wasn't a surprise that I meant because when he tweets, he does sound like he would be ignorant like that. Because if you don't care to hear things like that, you know, you could you could be saving yourself a lot of, uh, just by hearing what he says. You may not have to agree, you don't have to agree with what he says, but if you hear, excuse me, what he says... Then, um, if any of it ends up being true, you'll know how to handle yourself. But when you refuse to hear it, that's when you're being ignorant. Because you're not giving, because ignorance is, there's a lot of different ways of looking at ignorance, but one thing about being ignorant is, it's ignorance to say, to say, I don't believe that, so I'm not going to hear it, because it's closed-mindedness, and closed-mindedness is a form of ignorance because it's as bad as, it's as bad as, uh, what, okay, I don't know how people view this anymore, this book, outside of calling it, uh, fictional, so, for people that call it fictional, this is what I call it. Y'all call it fictional, I call it truth. That's how I look at it. Bible says not to think higher of yourself than you ought to. And some people call it fictional. I call it a guide on how to live. If you don't if you don't um use that as a guide on how to live then morality becomes a matter of opinion, and we can't, we can't look at morality as a matter of opinion because people won't know anymore and do not know anymore how to live, because everybody thinks that their opinions are okay because everybody else goes by their opinion. That's why we got, we got to go by some code. Otherwise, whether it's right or wrong. People won't know what how to act. Because they have to go... Because everybody goes by... Everybody already thinks that we should let everybody come in. And that's, that's pretty much... You have to... If you're going to do what's right, you have to have the opposite opinion. Nobody... Not everybody can come in because not everybody 
wants the same thing. That's why, and I know a lot of people hate Donald Trump, the President of the United States. A lot of people hate his uh, values. A lot of people hate his uh, policies. But he said himself, building the wall is to keep people out of the country that want to destroy this country. And let me add to that. It's also to keep pedophiles or uh, it's to keep uh, people that want to kill you, that want to assault you just for what you believe. It's to keep them out of out of the country. So that's another that's another reason why I say that not to listen what people have to say is ignorance because of things that you're blindly letting happen because you think it's no big deal. So anyway, let me go back to uh I wanna say one thing that Corey Graves said that was ridiculous, and as a matter of fact, every time he talks about Mandy Rose, he's being ridiculous. That's why I won't tell him anything because it's a character, but I should have to say here on podcast because this gives me the free, the full freedom to say how I feel. He's just being stupid. I'm so, I'm sorry if that's rude, but he's just being stupid. He's being ridiculous. When you step in the ring, you get hit. That's your job. Either you get hit or you hit somebody. So to say to be massacred with a couple of slaps is ridiculous. However, I would have to say that uh, Maddie Rose is a lot better than she was on Total D. On Total, uh, not Total D was, but Tough Enough. So I have to give her credit for that. I don't really, I don't know if this is true or not. We have to wait until NCIS Los Angeles makes the announcement. But on McMiz TV, the first episode of McMiz TV, where it's Shane and the Miz hosting uh, the show. I'm trying to remember the exact words. Oh, yeah. Shane, The Miz announced that Shane has an upcoming guest starring role on episode of NCIS Los Angeles. Don't know why why he would appear on there. Don't know if he's doing regular acting or if he's being himself in there. But it's but if that is true, that would be interesting to see. And he said he said to The Miz, I thought we agreed to share this with family, and he said that the WWE universe is family. So he said, okay. We brought out the Usos, and it took probably about ten minutes, or five, no, it take close to ten minutes for things to break out, break down, and I thought it was interesting, I thought it was actually funny how the Miz said, the Miz tried to use the Usos' method of knowing each other against them. And you could tell every answer he was whispering to Shane McMahon. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. 
And <clears throat> what was really good was the synchronized super kicks to both Shane and The Miz. So now both teams are on the same page. So this Sunday is really going to look, really looks like a great uh, pay-per-view. <clears throat> and it looks even more so like it's going to be great to see... Um, Looks great to see the them revitalizing uh, the tag team division. Um, I'm gonna be honest. It would be really nice at WrestleMania to see a uh, to see a number one contender match for on both sides, as well as a tag team title match. At WrestleMania. That would be really nice. They could do one during the show and the other one during the kickoff show. It would really be nice to see. And possibly going to bring back that women's battle royal. So that's going to be interesting to see in a couple of months. But I'm really looking forward to not just Elimination Chamber, but I'm looking forward to Fastlane next month. I'm looking forward to my future episodes where I talk about... I'm not sure when I'm going to talk about Elimination Chamber, but I'm going to talk about the... Instead of talking about the first match, I'm going to talk about the first ever pay-per-view. So that's what going to be the first... That's going to be what I'm going to look at. I don't know when I'm going to do that, but um, that's going to be um, my first archived talk about for this week. It's going to be my next episode, and it's going to be the first one where I look at an archived video. And that's going to be the first ever watch-along that I do. Um... Just tweet me on, uh, at Daniel Vale, and let me know, at Daniel Vale 30, let me know if you prefer me keeping the volume off, because some of y'all may not like to hear that. Matter of fact, I'll try to do the watch along without the without the audio being on. How's that? That's what I'll do. Okay. Um They show Mustafa Ali talk about how this is this is just the beginning. But him being um Replaced in the Elimination Chamber match is not the end. Because he holds the pin to his own, uh, to his own future. So he decided to say it's not the end, it's just the beginning. And that was before the Miss TV segment happened. So I really, well, I really enjoy, I really enjoy talking about this. Uh, Wednesday nights, um, the NXT, so I'm going to start looking at NXT, 
And I'm going to talk about NXT um, tomorrow after it airs. And, uh, well, by the way, I don't know if this is fact or not, but there's possibility of Bray Wyatt joining Harper, no, Rowan and Brian. I don't, I hope it's actually Harper joining them, because I read not too long ago where Bray Wyatt said how different he's been recently so I'm hoping that if he was to come back Bray Wyatt that is being different I read how Bray Wyatt said he has he's been different lately so I'm hoping that he comes back with a different character I mean with a different uh, purpose in his character there's also a there's a Smackdown Life Superstar that is injured. I had just seen it on SmackDown. I mean, on Twitter. Um, and now I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what. What that, um, what that, what that account is, and I believe it's Wrestling News Source. That's where I usually see all of, it's usually where I get all of those at. Um, sorry, I just saw a picture from 83 weeks, I believe it's a Patreon episode. Super Bowl, Super Brawl 3, and it just... Reminds me of why Sting was so much fun to watch. You know, when he had the blonde hair and the different... He didn't always have the same face paint on all the time. He would wear different colors. He'd wear different face paint because he would wear different color tights all the time. So it just reminds me of how much fun it was um, in those, uh, you know, in those days. And it's, he was even fun to watch in TNA because he had, there were sometimes, there sometimes he would, uh, he would exhibit those old, um, he would exhibit those old, I'm trying to remember what you used to call it. Attitude or... Well, yeah, he used to exhibit that way, that old way. And he even acted that way when he appeared... When Steve Borden appeared at Walker, Texas, on Walker, Texas Ranger. He appeared... He had the same attitude and everything. It was actually great. He was supposed to be a villain and he was hilarious when he started. Anyway, just seeing that picture reminded me of how much fun he always he always made it um, to watch. Okay.
and see. I had just seen that uh, a question if Eva Marie would might have been in talks with WWE about turning. And uh, let me continue reading this, and I don't know. She said there, there had been emails and talks and exchanges back and forth. She said that, however, there was no talk of, um, of being a part of the Royal Rumble, but she can say... She can tell us that there's definitely been talks for sure. To be honest with you, they they never actually let her appear in a match on SmackDown Live when she was when she was quote drafted there three years ago. So I just want to know what her, I would just want to see what she would have to say in character more than anything. But anyway, that's really not what I was looking for. Said somebody had suffered a concussion. I don't know how true it is or not. I want to see who it could have meant. Let's see what the real-life injury... Mustafa Ali is. Yeah, just as I just as my dad told me, it was um, both an eye injury and a tailbone injury. Okay, I don't know anything else. I'll just continue talking about what happened. Uh, they said that one of the Uso. No, one of the New Day would, members would be in the Elimination Chamber and automatically knew that it would be Kofi Kingston because all the um, years he's been there and how many times he had been... Hmm, and how he had actually had been in there a few times before, so... Why not pick somebody that's been in there and has been there actually a long time and never was able to win the title? They gave him a great and a strong um, booking last night where he beat Brian with the Trouble in Paradise. He beat Jeff Hardy. He beat Samoa Joe. And then Samoa Joe... Uh, put him to sleep after the match was over so he ended up losing JJ Styles and then Styles lost to Randy Orton because he because he didn't bother looking behind him and he and he won so Randy Orton is the last competitor going into the Elimination Chamber match 
I'm wondering who the first person is. Wondering who the first person is to go to the Elimination Chamber match. And, uh, the first head fast lane, the main event was on Braun. It was Brian against Roman Reigns with the winner to go against Brock Lesnar at the time. So I'm wondering, what do they do this year at fast lane? I know they expect to put. Um, Lynch and, uh, and, and Charlotte Flair against each other, but how do they, um, I know they expect to put Flair and Lynch against each other, but how are they going to do it without it being something the fans expect? How do they surprise us? Because it's very difficult to surprise people. So that's what I'm really curious to see. Hmm. How do they surprise... Can they surprise people with, uh... In, uh... In this storyline with Lynch and Charlotte? I mean, I, we know that, like, it was the last time they had, a Birthday celebration... You know, somebody has to, um, there has to be at least one, um, there has to be at least one person that comes out to disrespect Ric Flair. So, how are they, how are they gonna use, um, this birthday celebration without um without it being predictable how are they going to put we're gonna have Becky Lynch turn get back in the title picture without interrupting birthday celebration hmm it's going to be interesting to see this Monday and next Monday because Monday's the night after Elimination Chamber and next Monday's Ric Flair Celebration. So it's going to be really interesting and exciting to see. Okay. So because I want to do... So I want to talk about um, archive programming. This is gonna be the the last uh be the end of this episode. Thank you and goodbye. Hello, welcome. I mean, thank you. First off, anchor for letting me record these episodes for free. And thank you that it can be on more than one topic.
Um, and uh, thank you for being free. And I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you. Goodbye. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.